This is episode 264 of the Two Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of Two Birth and Beyond. I'm Jesse Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey, it's Anita here. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know, if you're pregnant and want step-by-step guidance on how to have less pain and pelvic floor symptoms in pregnancy, how to prepare mentally and physically for labor and pushing, including how to minimize tearing, how to have your partner feel confident to support you during birth, and how to navigate a smoother postpartum recovery, my Bump to Birth Method online program is available for you to join. It's three programs in one, covering pregnancy, birth prep, and postpartum recovery, plus you get lifetime access to the program content and bonuses. Bump to Birth Method is my on-demand, self-paced online program where you can learn from the comfort of your own home through video and audio lessons on how to best connect to your pelvic floor and core in pregnancy beyond traditional Kegels, strategies to help common pregnancy pains and pelvic floor symptoms, my top strategies to prepare your mind, body, and pelvic floor for labor, how to best support you and your pelvic floor during pushing, key strategies for your partner to support you during labor, and how to navigate your first six weeks postpartum. Bonuses include expert interviews, core and pelvic floor yoga class, three strength training workouts, hospital and home birth bag lists, meditation tracks for pregnancy, birth, and postpartum recovery. Whether you're preparing for your first or fifth birth, if you're ready to have less pain and pelvic floor symptoms in pregnancy, feel fully prepared mentally and physically for labor and pushing, including how to minimize tearing and how to navigate your first six weeks postpartum recovery, then head to the show notes or go to bumptobirthmethod.com to see what other expecting moms have said about bump to birth and to enroll today. Welcome back to the Two Birth and Beyond podcast. It's Anita here. If you're pregnant, if you're planning to be pregnant, or if you work with pregnant clients, today's episode is definitely for you. It's really key to learn how to connect to your pelvic floor and core in pregnancy and for birth. And this is really step one that I go through with my prenatal physio clients and also step one in my bump to birth method online program. So I thought it'd be helpful to do an episode specifically about this. Now, if you've gotten my free prenatal pelvic floor guide, it will visually walk you through what I'm going to go through today. And if you haven't gotten the guide yet, I'll be sure to put that in the show notes as well. Because in pregnancy, you're rarely told anything about your pelvic floor, right? Other than go home and do a lot of Kegels. And no one really explains like how to do them or where these muscles are. It's so common you know, I have new pregnant clients come in and that's a question I do ask, you know, has anyone told you to do Kegels? And so many say, yeah, 
like I've been told to do them, but really didn't know what that even meant. So I just haven't done anything until I could see you and really learn how to connect to these muscles. And the thing is, Kegels are meant to help strengthen and tone your pelvic floor muscles, which has a lot of benefits in pregnancy, as well as going into birth. However, instead of just clenching your pelvic floor muscles, which is often how Kegels are thought to be, what actually helps is for our pelvic floor muscles to be flexible and to know how to contract and relax these muscles. So I typically use the terms core breath, core canister breath, so that you think of connecting your breath with your pelvic floor and core versus the idea of a Kegel of just isolating the pelvic floor. Plus, when it comes to doing pelvic floor muscle training, we really don't need to be doing hundreds of these exercises every day. And so pelvic floor muscle training in pregnancy has really been shown to be helpful. It can help prevent or help address leaking pee in pregnancy and can also give you a head start on preventing it postpartum as well. And so I've really seen with my physiotherapy clients, but also those who've gone through bump to birth, that it's really learning about how to connect to your pelvic floor is what makes the difference when it comes to addressing pelvic floor symptoms, but also getting ahead of them. And this can happen even in your third trimester, because I know some of you listening, you're in those last few months of pregnancy. And if you're dealing with pelvic floor symptoms, you can actually address them even at that point. Plus, I'm going to be going over when it comes to birth, what's really key is how to lengthen and relax your pelvic floor, which you can do that using your breath. Because if you think of it for labor and birth, we want to essentially open the door for baby to exit. So we don't want to be activating the pelvic floor during labor. We really want to know how to connect and lengthen and relax those muscles. So let's jump into these three prenatal pelvic floor tips to get you started. First, let's go over, you know, where are your pelvic floor muscles and what is your core canister? So your pelvic floor muscles are a group of muscles that attach from your pubic bone in the front. So if you think of the bottom of your pelvis, and if you're sitting right now or standing, you can feel this as well. So there's a bone in the front of your pelvis called the pubic bone. So your pelvic floor starts attaching to that area of your pelvis and goes all the way to the back. It actually attaches to your tailbone, which a lot of people are surprised to learn. So if you're dealing with tailbone pain, your pelvic floor can be related to why you're, you're experiencing that. So front to back, pubic bone to tailbone, and then side to side, sit bone to sit bone. So if you're sitting and you feel with your hand under each bum cheek, you're going to feel a hard bone and that's your sits bone. If you can picture what I just described, it's like a very large diamond shape. So pubic bone to tailbone, front to back, sit bone to sit bone, side to side. And a lot of people are surprised to learn like that whole area is your pelvic floor. And there's actually three layers to those muscles. So really important muscles. And also they span a lot longer and wider than we think, especially if you've been told when it comes to Kegels, maybe, you know, stop pee. And while that cue itself can be effective for people to engage your pelvic floor, you don't want to actually do it when you're peeing. But sometimes that image of thinking of connecting to the muscles that would stop you to pee can get your pelvic floor to activate. But 
when you just think of that, really we're we're picturing that these muscles are just tiny muscles around the urethra where pee comes out of. But now you have a much better image of, you know, how long and how wide these muscles span. And then let's go into now the core canister. And I always go through this with clients in bump to birth because I don't want you picturing the pelvic floor just working on its own. It really works as a team with the rest of your core, but also with the rest of your body. It's all very much connected. So your inner core canister, if you picture a canister in your abdomen, that top of the canister is your diaphragm. So deep breathing muscle, which is a dome shape and it lives underneath your rib cage. And then the bottom of that canister is your pelvic floor. And then the middle of that canister is your abdominal muscles, in particular, your deeper abdominal muscle, the transverse abdominus, or you'll hear some people call it a TA. So you've got your top, the diaphragm, the bottom is your pelvic floor, TA around the center. And then sometimes people will talk about these little tiny muscles that attach between vertebrae along your spine, and that's called multifidus. So that's the back of your canister. But Really today you're going to find I'm going to talk more about diaphragm and pelvic floor and also then the TA. So let's go into tip number two and that's around this idea of the core breath, core canister breath. There's so many different uh, wording for this so you may hear of other terms but essentially it's all the same thing. And what I have found uh, through my own training when I was learning this and then also using it with my clients and having used it myself, I do find learning how to connect your breath and your pelvic floor and then your deep core canister more effective than just isolating the pelvic floor in that traditional Kegel aspect. So if you picture, go back to that canister, picture the diaphragm on the top and the pelvic floor on the bottom. As you inhale, your diaphragm lowers to allow air to come in. And then your pelvic floor also lowers, or you can think of it as relaxing at the same time. So diaphragm lowers, pelvic floor lowers as you inhale. And then as you exhale, diaphragm lifts as air comes out, pelvic floor lifts as well. So again, let's picture that inhale, diaphragm lowers, pelvic floor lowers. As you exhale, diaphragm lifts and pelvic floor lifts. Now, when people first try this type of core breath, it can really feel backwards. So I don't want you to feel that that's you, that you're alone feeling that way if you do that as we talk through this, because it is very common. But as you practice it, you'll get the hang of it. And so... What I often will start with in terms of an image to connect to that pelvic floor is you can picture two blueberries. So one blueberry at the vaginal opening and one blueberry at your anal opening, so front and back. Because remember going back to tip number one, how we talked about your pelvic floor going pubic bone to tailbone. So a lot of people are surprised to hear the pelvic floor can be very much related to any bowel issues, constipation hemorrhoids, fissures, if you're straining, the pelvic floor can be a part of that. So that's why when it comes to pelvic floor muscle training, we want to be thinking of the front of your pelvic floor and the back of your pelvic floor. So that's why you're thinking of two blueberries. So what you're going to do is as you inhale, so as you breathe in, 
the you're going to picture the blueberries let's say you're sitting for example you can do the sitting or standing but let's use sitting as the example as you inhale the blueberries are going to essentially stay on your chair at those two openings but as you exhale you're going to picture both blueberries front and back you're going to squeeze and lift drawing them up and inside your pelvis so I find this imagery can work quite well for people because while you may not look at blueberries the same again, the size of the blueberry and kind of that image of some picking up something that size can really work for a lot of people. So as you inhale, your pelvic floor is relaxing. As you exhale, you're going to think of squeezing and lifting that blueberry at the vaginal opening and at the anal opening up and inside your pelvis. And then as you inhale, you're going to put the blueberries back down and then repeat. So that's that core or that core canister breath. Now, as you practice this, what can be helpful to note is are other muscles trying to get involved? So really common, you might be finding your bum is squeezing. So like your actual bum cheeks, we want them to stay out of the picture when it comes to first connecting to this breath. Or you might feel your inner thighs, like your adductor muscles, uh, connect more than your pelvic floor. So these are things you may notice at the start. And as you get used to it, then you're looking for those muscles to stay out of it so that you're really getting the pelvic floor. And remember, for anything I mentioned today, if you're really unsure you know, how your pelvic floor muscles are working, or if you're having symptoms and you want individualized information, I highly recommend seeing a pelvic health physio near you because they'll be able to do an individualized assessment to give you specific information on how your pelvic floor muscles um, are connecting in general, but also working with the rest of your body. When it comes to that core canister breath, as you may have noticed, I mentioned sitting or standing. You definitely can start lying down and learning this too. Gravity is out of the picture that way, so it can be easier sometimes. But I often, with my clients in a bump to birth, have you move fairly quickly to sitting, standing, and then bringing this into movement like squats and lunges and, and movements you would do during the day or if there's activities or sports or dance specifically that you're doing, we're going to bring it into movement because... The other issue I find with traditional Kegels is most people are told just, you know, do them lying on your back. And then people, you know, will say, well, I've been doing this and it hasn't really worked. And that could be for a number of reasons. It could be that it, it's very common that you may not actually be activating your pelvic floor when someone just doesn't explain actually how to connect to them, connect to those muscles. Um, but also, if you think about it, let's say you're leaking pee with coughing and sneezing. Well, it's not too often that we're going to leak with coughing and sneezing lying down. It's usually going to be sitting, standing, walking, moving around. So we have to learn how to activate, connect to those muscles against gravity. Same thing if you leak pee with running. Again, lying down may get you to learn to connect to those muscles, but it really doesn't translate to what's required of your pelvic floor and your whole body when it comes to running, if you're just doing Kegels lying on your back. So that's definitely something I find people don't always hear about, but I find makes such a difference as you need to learn to connect against gravity to these muscles with your breath, but then also bring it into movement. 
So let's go into tip number three. And this is about learning how to relax and lengthen your pelvic floor with your breath, specifically when it comes to labor and birth. So again, a lot of people are told do lots of Kegels to train for birth. And we do know having a strong pelvic floor, there is research to show a strong pelvic floor doesn't necessarily affect your birth. And I think what happens with that is it actually gets um, misunderstood. Like I will sometimes get clients sent to me being told their pelvic floor is too strong. Um, and that was an issue with their birth. And it's not really that their pelvic floor is too strong. It's that they carry tension in their pelvic floor or there's, you know, situations or stress they're dealing with, which our pelvic floor responds to and how it responds to stress is clenching or tightening. So it's more so about learning how to release tension in our pelvic floor versus our pelvic floor being too strong. So I'm going to teach you the breath again that I teach my physio clients. I teach in bump to birth. That can be very effective if you do tend to carry tension in your pelvic floor. So you can use this in general in pregnancy, postpartum or any point in life but also specifically for labor can be super effective. And so it's called the flower bloom breath. And so a little bit different than the core breath that I taught you, because with this one, we're just focusing on relaxation and lengthening. There is no activation component to it. So for the flower bloom breath, I do find it helpful, you know, practicing this sitting, lying down. You can try in different labor positions. Also, when you go to the bathroom, great time to be doing it because whether we're going pee or having a bowel movement, our pelvic floor actually has to lengthen and relax to let anything out. Same thing when it comes to a baby exiting, it needs to relax. So that's, it's a great time to practice. So what you're going to visualize is as you inhale, so as kind of going back to what we talked about before, as you inhale, your diaphragm lowers your pelvic floor relaxes. So the visual you're going to use is as you inhale, you're going to picture a flower blooming out of your vaginal opening. So that really, I find, connects so well for a lot of people to lengthen and open that flower. When you do that, it lengthens your pelvic floor. And then as you exhale, you're going to picture the flower staying open. So that's where there's a difference with the core breath. I had you pick up a blueberry or the two blueberries, whereas with this one, as you exhale, the flower bloom is going to stay open. And then as you do another breath, as you inhale, you're going to picture another flower opening. And as you exhale, it's going to stay open. And again, inhale, open another flower. Exhale, it's going to stay open. So it's a very rhythmic, relaxing type breath. Now, it can be common with the flower bloom breath, you may not feel a whole lot happening. And so I know some who practice this wonder, like, am I doing anything? <laughs> like, is this actually relaxing my pelvic floor? And for you to know, it actually is really common that you won't feel a whole lot happening because it's more focused just on the relaxation component. So if you typically carry tension in your pelvic floor, you may get some feedback of feeling a relaxation happen within the pelvis, but you may not. And so this is where it can be helpful either 
you can use your own fingers feeling on the perineum so the area between your vaginal and anal opening having your fingers on the outside there just to feel that area relax and stay relaxed you can also um, feel your pelvic floor internally through the vaginal opening you can you can feel what your pelvic floor is doing so it should feel that it relaxes and stay relaxes or stay relaxed um, you could see a public health physio and they can assess internally to check how your muscles are doing and give you feedback that way. So this, I do find this breath to be quite effective for a lot of people, but it takes practice, right? Same with the, the core canister breath. These are things you have to practice. And I think when it comes to anything to do with preparing for birth, something that gets missed is oftentimes we just take in information but then you're never accountable or to practicing or you're never reminded to practice or how to practice or how often to practice. So that's why I find it so key with my clients. And that's what I made sure was in my bump to birth method online program is really those reminders to practice because, and same thing when your partner is learning birth prep support for you that you need to practice things like the double hip squeeze and the sacral pressure. You need to practice these things ahead of time. So then when it comes to labor, these things like the flower bloom breath are not new for your system. You've practiced it plenty of times. So it may mean that you need some reminders. So if your partner notices that you're tensing up during labor, like your jaw is tensing, your hands are getting into a fist, you're getting tension in your body. It may just mean they need to remind you to come back to your breath, to come back to that flower bloom breath. But because your nervous system has is very familiar with that type of breath, that's all you need is those reminders and to feel that you're in an environment that you can then release and relax into that breath. So let's do a quick review of those three tips. So the first was learning where your pelvic floor muscles are, as well as your core canister and how they work together. Tip number two was around that core canister breath. So connecting your breath with your pelvic floor. Tip number two was around learning about that core canister breath. So connecting your breath to your pelvic floor. And I should mention with that one, where that inner core like TA uh, muscle comes into play is as we inhale, you'll feel that muscle expand out. And as you exhale, it'll gently draw in or almost think of, baby hugging in towards you. It's that same idea. And then with tip number three, this is around relaxing your pelvic floor for labor. So using that flower bloom visual. So I hope today's quick episode was helpful. If you're getting started with learning more about your pelvic floor and core in pregnancy and learning how to connect effectively. And remember too, this is step one. So there are more layers and more steps involved in addressing common pelvic floor symptoms and pains in pregnancy because you can address those and also how to feel fully prepared mentally and physically, including your pelvic floor for birth. So I thought I would start with the episode today to get you started. And if you're wanting to dive deeper into that with the rest of the steps to be prepared for birth, as well as get a head start on your postpartum recovery. You can always check out my bump to birth method online program. 
So I'll leave that link in the show notes as well. And you can also check that out to see what other expecting moms have said who've already gone through the program, including for more than one pregnancy. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 